0: Welcome to the first episode of Warrior Airmen Podcast, a podcast that enriches the unity of the community within the 102nd Intelligence Wing. This is the place where airmen can foster relations built on our unique experiences. I am your host, Technical Sergeant Mandy Givens, and today we have the pleasure of having Master Sergeant Davis's company. Welcome, Sergeant Davis. Would you mind giving us a little bit of your background and kind of the positions you're holding right now?
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, I've been in the uh, wing for, since 2002, so about 18 years now. Uh, I used to be in a weapons troop on the uh, F-15, and uh, currently I'm a section chief, volunteer victim advocate, and I'm taking on a year role at Joint Force Headquarters, uh, doing enlisted force development, uh, supporting the state command chief.
0: Wow, that's a that's a lot of experience that you have behind your belt, and for that I am appreciative of your time today. So. You and I have had some sidebar conversations offline in regard to overactive mind and um, utilizing mindfulness. And today, I'm so grateful to have you here and actually elaborate upon these sidebar conversations that we've been having, because I think it's so important that everyone kind of gets a grasp on their ability to tackle mindfulness and being able to utilize it so that they're not struggling with either procrastination or just not being able to keep up with day-to-day tasks. So with your experience and even just with service, like how have you been able to um, kind of tackle your overactive mind or like what are the things that you struggle with with overactive mind? Let's start there.
1: Yeah, so uh, this, this actually comes back to like a, a lot like when I was younger, um, you know, I, I had a lot of ambition and a lot of, um, you know, not really like the training yet or the development uh, maturity, basically you'd say, uh, to, to just kind of jump into like, Having all that energy and having all that um, want and drive to get um, tasks accomplished, um, and also you know starting off in the military, like you know I was dealing with like a jet and it, everything was a very standardized process. Just like going to basic training, like you know the the place that you put the missile doesn't change. The um, you know the the mythology of uh, you know loading a jet that doesn't change. Um, so there wasn't really a lot of room for that. Like you know, aside from being faster at your job, more <laughs> precise about doing everything exactly the same way the right way every time there wasn't a, a way to get past that. So I, I, I found myself, um, definitely being a lot more physically active, um, and, uh, just reading a lot during that time. Um, and that was kind of quelling that overactive, like, you know, needing something to do, needing something mm-hmm. to do, um, as the unit, uh, like the you know, wing kind of like changed and went from a fighter wing to an Intel wing, uh, that kind of was able to facilitate. Um, okay. So, now I, I have all these possibilities of uh, avenues of what you can learn, and like you know, um, uh, how to like focus in. It was it was almost like um, <laughs> not a good case scenario because um, they're really like we were all coming into that as a wing together, and um, you, you really didn't have that focus of like just look at this one thing. Um, once you really got good at your job, especially if you were like really uh, being um, attacking that and like focusing on everything you could learn at that point when we first got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you you really got like uh, kind of like pigeonholed into that. And then, um, you know, uh, we we weren't at that point yet where uh, we were going to like expand on like uh, developing like people and like, you know, having them, um, you know, take on new roles. So what I found is um, I, I just started like in my head doing like a lot of scenario based things like, you know, so if this happens or if that happens and like, you know, so my mind just, um, it was all internal monologue. It wasn't like you know I'm having conversations with people like crazy and right. like you know we're um, like going down those uh, rabbit holes. Um, so I, what I found over time, what for me uh, worked was um, basically especially around now as like you know becoming a senior NCO and like uh, having to take on like helping other people and develop them um, was being able to um, take a lot of uh, notes start checklists, um, being able to let my mind rest and be like, okay, I wrote it down. So it's not something I'm going to forget. It's not something that like is imminent that I need to attack Mm -hmm. and really prioritize. Um, And again, I think that comes too with like the development of like all the different tech schools we go to and like Mm -hmm. uh, airman uh, development, NCO development uh, and so on. Um, You know, um, it it is kind of tough right now. Um, We're we're seeing where you don't do the in-residence as much, so you don't get a lot of that, um, how, how do I say? Training. Uh, yeah, training. Like, yeah. I mean, like, you're, you're not sitting there with um, other um, members from different career fields and, like, you know, having to, like, really, like, talk about time management and talk about, like, you know, um, how they handle their tasks. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think, like, the one symptom of this overactive mind, especially, well, in my, I can only speak for myself, um, and I, I know I'm not that unique, but it would be keeping myself up at night. And, you know, one of the things that you mentioned with the, um, making lists or notes, that's something that I've relied heavily on, but even then I'm just really not the best at times. And for me, I just, I will be up at night thinking about, you know, again, scenarios I run. I've, I don't know if it's a maintenance career, um, I guess symptom, but, I also run through scenarios, um, hypotheticals, and I, I've also wondered that as well because you know coming from a female and having a tedious, well, I would say it is pretty tedious, and and, and it's also, um, how would you say, you're married to checklist and you're married to process. So I always wondered if that translated. I don't recall myself being that way when I was younger, but still struggling at night running through these scenarios and having this overactive mind that just would not shut off. And to this day, I still struggle with it. Actually, just last night, I was thinking about our um, podcast uh, podcast episode today, kind of like running through scenarios of like, what would be really great for our, our audience to hear. But you know, um, over time, like you had mentioned, I do implement the note taking and making checklists. I think that has come to help. But the biggest part is getting that right mindset and recognizing, like, can you speak to how you were able to recognize how you were, how you had to come up with a uh, process or how you know, to rely on note taking or making checklists for yourself? Like, can you speak to that a little yeah. bit?
1: So, uh, I kind of found that transition probably in the last like two, three years. Cause uh, I used to kind of like fast and loose, do everything. It, it was, um, it's not that I wasn't organized or anything like that. Like I, I, I did have like, you know, I would, track everything and put things in Excel sheets and Word documents and, you know, things like that. Um, But when it came to um, actually assigning like my time, um, I never really factored into um, like, you know, um, I need to have family time, I need to have me time, I need to have, uh, you know, work time. Um, I I literally looked at every day as like, okay, this is an opportunity to get more tasks done altogether. Um, So I mean, I didn't mind if I was here at five o'clock in the morning, and then leaving at eight o'clock at night, and then just let's start right back over again the next day Um, that, and then even when I got home, like, you know, I'd still be going through scenarios and checklists. And um, I I, I think to like touch on what you talked about too, is I feel that it's not necessarily just like a maintenance thing or Mm -hmm. an Intel thing. I think um, it's a military thing Mm -hmm. because we're, we're naturally being trained to become leaders, to become problem solvers, to um, like find the solutions to problems. Um, And depending on like the environment of your work center, um, you know, is it's really going to determine like, you know, how much of that is in, embedded in your everyday life. I mean, like how many um, things are you having to figure out on your own and um, how many things are you actually being like mentored or taught? Um, so I found from like the way that we used to be as a, uh, an organization, a mm-hmm. lot of the discovery on that was on the individual Um, There was was definitely, like, mentoring on your job and mentoring to make sure you're you're okay as a person. But, Mm -hmm. like, um, as far as, like, the expansion and, like, you know, your future and, like, you know, where to focus a lot of that. Like, you know, it's very difficult um, because each person's individual. And, like, you know, to, like, really focus down on, like, each individual person and give them, like, a path of, like, you know, hey, these are the things that you should be focusing on. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. There is so much doctrine and so much um, guidance out there that is trying to lead us down the, uh, that road. Um, but it's, it's, it's very saturated. Uh, there's, there's a lot of it, you know, there's, um, yeah. it's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that, uh, you know, I can recognize that myself now, like after looking at it on years and, uh, yeah. So for, for me, like, uh, to, to get back to like, uh, where you were. So for me, like about two or three years ago, what I started finding myself, um, having to kind of self-assess is, Okay, so I really don't sleep much. Um, I don't I now deal with like, you know, some physical effects of that because mm-hmm. of uh, you know, you know, you just don't heal when you don't sleep. Uh, right. you know, and uh um, for me, my norm is like, you know, I, I I at times was only getting like two, three hours of sleep a night. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'd be up for multiple days. And um but my peers and everyone else around me thought I was the overactive person. Mm-hmm. Like I talk a lot or I'm always on the move and I'm always jogging and I'm mm-hmm. always, you know, so that was my norm. That not to say that my norm was healthy right. um, so i started seeing like you know some of the the physical things as far as like you know i have back issues and mm-hmm. you know all 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 kinds of things like that from like you know just not healing carrying stress in my you know my shoulders my my back so um what i what i really started doing is just like doing that self assessment of like okay so what what is going to make me be able to take this task or take this thing that i'm thinking about at night and be able to put it to bed so I can go to bed. Um, and and that's where you really have to commit. So it's, it's not just – I used to, like, take notes or make lists, and it was just kind of like, okay, this is good, and that gives me something to cross off and all that. Um, I, I really had to, like, mentally commit to those tasks, mm. commit to those lists, commit to the fact that I'm going to write this down. I know I'm going to have time for this. And selling to yourself, like, the urgency behind those tasks and that right. they're not, like, you know – no one no one's dying because you didn't get like uh you know a uh, a checklist out that day, um especially mm-hmm. when it didn't need to apply to that day. It's something that we have a deadline farther down the road. And um for some people like they need to timeline it out um like in their checklist, like you know, and that, that might help them too, is like you know, to really break it down. Um and but also not to invest too much time into that process because you could spend as much time on a task coming up with a checklist for it of like Hey, I'm going to do it later as actually just getting the task done. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, it, it took a while. It took me, it probably took me like a good six months to a year to get like a good system down for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, you're still going to hit hiccups. Um, like I I went probably about six months of actually sleeping well, like seven to eight hours of sleep, which was the first time in like a decade for me um, mm-hmm. the last six months. And then this Monday um, I actually, I had an over, like the overactive mind thing again, I, I couldn't. Cut out the, uh, you know, just hypotheses, like, popping into my head, Um, so I was up until 3.30, woke up at 5.30, ready to rock again, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, like, that muscle memory of my my body just being, like, used to, hey, you don't need sleep, you just keep going, Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, like, it finally, last night, like, you know, I got seven hours of sleep again, like, you know, so getting back on the track, and um, I I think that kind of feeds into, like, you know, where you're going to go next, like, you know, how to, like, ground yourself and, center yeah yeah but
0: i think it's also important to note like and you had touched on it that accountability because we have to be personally accountable to ourselves because at the end of the day like we all support a mission and we have to be physically fit and all this ties into our whole holistic airman our whole well-being Mm -hmm. you know you mentioned sleep sleep is such a major component when you're talking about physical health and mental health Mm -hmm. and um yeah i uh I just had a thought and I lost it. But basically what I, what I was getting at with the accountability is that this is a practice. Mm -hmm. And, um, like you had said, there are times where there are hiccups, but if we can go back to that practice, if we can figure out like how that works for us as individuals, obviously. Um, but some, you know, some things do run true through, through us as, you know, humans, but, um, figure out what that process is or that practice is, and then staying true to it and stay committed to that process. And, uh, I think that the fruits of your labors are like how productive you are in, um, maintaining the tasks that you're responsible for or being able to be a contributor to mission or otherwise. I know, um, when I've suffered or like I mentioned before, I, I don't have it down pat just yet myself with overactive mind, you know, coming in and being foggy headed or um, having someone approach me with something, you know, spontaneous at the moment and I'm kind of not as quick or, um, how would you say, not not quick to respond, but maybe just not on my A game. And I know that whenever I have that rest or if I don't have that overactive mind keeping me up at night or bogging me down and I'm prioritizing, like you had mentioned before, you know, I think that's a big factor too, is prioritizing the things that are on our mind and knowing the timeliness. Um, You know, we can talk about time management, how that pieces into it, but I think that's kind of what we've alluded to here in this conversation, but prioritizing our time and making sure that um, we're not bogging down on the little things. Mm. I think that, I mean, I just honed in on what you had said and that really stuck out for me because that's something that I'm really trying to continue for myself. But, um, yes. Yeah, so that now that you mentioned it, let's talk a little bit about mindfulness because, you know, with overactive mind, that's kind of like the solution is to practice mindfulness and to understand what mindfulness is and, um, uh, being able to ground ourselves and center ourselves and kind of, um, do the things that we've already instilled for ourselves, which it, again, note by no, um, miracle, it's kind of similar, like with a checklist and things like that. So, um, how, how have you become aware of mindfulness? Was it through the Air Force or was this like a self-discovery for you?
1: Um, so for me, it's, uh, it came from, um, some reading, uh, like, you know, a social intelligence is actually like one of my favorite, um, books. Uh, they also have emotional intelligence and all that. So, um, really like, uh, like focusing on, um, cause, cause like for me, uh, like, you know, this is something I hadn't touched on either. Like I have, I have an issue with like. Um, emotions and like I have mm-hmm. to like really focus hard on like noticing and being empathetic to others because I don't really like process a lot of things I, it's like a desensitization so um, you know uh, focusing on like other people's cues and other people's like the way they like what's a normal way to react to something mm-hmm. so um, f- for me like it came through a lot of reading um, conversations with other members um, and then like also like talking to doctors and things like that um, you know to kind of like find that like that, how to like get that mindfulness and how mm-hmm. to like, you know, center yourself. And like, uh, you, you'll hear terms a lot and I'm sure you'll cover it over uh, time. And, uh, Jill Garvin has a lot of information on it too, um, about like grounding yourself mm-hmm. and like, um, you know, really being able to like, you know, tell like that you're in the here and the now. And, um, cause, cause what, what, what happens with me at night is I'm basically, I'm not in the now when mm-hmm. I'm trying to go to sleep. I'm in the future. I'm in the past and yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm definitely doing discovery of those events like i'm doing discovery of like you know um hey did i do this you know correctly or did i make the right decision the other day on this mm-hmm. or years back or so on and it's um you know getting stuck in that trap of woulda coulda shoulda but then also jumping into the future and talking about well now <laughs> based on that information this is how i'm going to do things in the future yes. and like you know this is how i would have handled that situation and uh, hey if this like you know i i it sounds obscure to people probably that don't have an overactive mind, or that just you know, my my wife actually, she can just fall asleep, you know, uh, the second her head hits the pillow. It could be seven o'clock or eight o'clock at night, and she's just out. And like, I, man, I am be that. But um, oh yeah. You know, so uh, yeah, so for someone that doesn't deal with that, like you mm-hmm. know, just to give you, like an idea, like I I literally go through. I've had conversations with people that probably will never happen in my head because yeah. it's like prepping myself and being prepared mm-hmm. for every possible solution that can happen. And uh, again, that, that, that's just part of having that overactive mind is you're always preparing, always trying to be ready for what's coming. And there are just some things that you have to, you know, that, that's a good thing to be vigilant, Mm -hmm. but sometimes hypervigilancy, especially like here stateside, um, you know, it can be uh, draining on you mentally, physically, uh, and all around. So how I deal with it though, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I have a couple of like grounding techniques that I do for myself. Um, So. One of them, like a lot of physical therapists, like, you know, have you do this uh, or for um, either meditation or yoga, mm-hmm. um, just kind of like, you know, starting from like your head and working your way down. Like, you know, um, like, hey, is my temple tight? Like, you know, am I, I feel like I'm like, you know, squinting or um, doing something like that. Is my jaw loose? Like, you know, because uh, people grind their teeth and oh, yeah. um, work your way down to your shoulders. And like, you know, again, like that's where I mentioned earlier, like me, my shoulders, my back. When, when I get focusing on something, even my breathing, like I'll stop breathing or focusing on breathing, I'll find myself like taking deep mm. inhales because I was so focused on trying to get a task done or thinking about something and typing at the same time. And, you know, trying to do all that, like everything all at once that like, you know, you're not noticing your, your basic motor functions. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like, you know, just work your way down to like your toes. So like, for ex- example, like, you know, the last two nights that Monday, Tuesday where I didn't sleep, um, was going through those things and I couldn't get myself to like focus, but, Last night, I did that whole thing, and I noticed that it was actually my legs. I was, like, tensing my legs and, mm-hmm. like, you know, making my feet stick straight up, like, you know, uh, like, you know, uh, and it was just one of those things that, like, once I got to that, like, I just felt, like, the rest of my body just go, like, oh, okay, now now we can let go, and, mm-hmm. you know, we're not on alert, um, you know, and just go to sleep, yeah.
0: Yeah, you, you explained um, having your mind full, yeah. whether it's of conversation, hypotheticals, or, you know, tasks. A lot of times I find myself... I think more lately than than before, it's more task oriented. And yeah. um, we've got, we all have a lot on our plate and, and that prioritization comes in, uh, into play there. But you were talking about your methods. And one of the things that uh, has helped me, especially at night, is I will open my eyes and look around my bedroom and realize that there is absolutely nothing that I can do in the moment to contribute to the things that are on my mind and to be at peace with being in a home, feeling warm and like recentering myself to focus on what I have in the moment. And I think that's the biggest piece for, um, for everyone to take from this conversation is to be able to center yourself, ground yourself. And we all have our techniques. You mentioned um, breathing, yoga. Um, and, you know, a lot of times it's, I think, instinctual or subconscious, but... Again, it's that effort and that accountability piece is like when we can recognize when we're at peace, being able to carry that forward and continue to practice it. I think that's the um, the biggest hurdle for a lot of us is being consistent. And I think that's where I personally run into those hiccups where I'm like, okay, I know what to do, but I, I don't want to do it. And there are times where I generally do ignore the fact that I should be more centered. And I just allow myself to really dive into these um, scenarios or these tasks where I need to prioritize. Um, yeah. I I think that, you know, with great practice, you know, a lot of times um, you can benefit in the long run um, by not having these moments where you're foggy headed or um, not productive. So um, you are a parent. Mm-hmm. It So how do you translate that in, into that realm of your life? Or like do your kids struggle with it or is this something like you need, you said your wife doesn't necessarily struggle with this but
1: yeah my um my, my daughter does a little bit um because uh she um she basically ends up like uh um she's she's very active um and, and like you know loves animals and all this stuff um so and she's 10 so she she like gets on like these tangents and like just can't let go of like, you know, uh, certain like, you know, focuses and like, you know, uh, I, I mean, like, and you see that in kids anyways, like, you know, they like, no, 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 I have to tell you this thing. I really have to tell you this thing. It's <laughs> like, they're going to explode if they don't like get this piece of information out to you. And it ends up being like, I'm going to go upstairs, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, but like, it, it takes them, uh, you know, 20 minutes to get to that point uh, to tell you that that's what they were going to do. You know, that's what I really <laughs> had to tell you about, you know, um, that's the uh, urgency. Um, uh, no, so like, uh, for, for me, that that transition, um, uh, again, like, you know, to to try to stay away from career field stuff. It it can be tough for, like, any of us. Like, you know, to you're at work, you're you're having your focuses, and then, like, you know, how do you turn off that light switch and go home and, like, let that be home? Um, And I I still struggle with that, and I I think that's something that is very hard to do as time goes on and as, Mm -hmm. like, you know, um, you get to different roles in, like, your career. I mean, like, being a volunteer victim advocate, Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, you'll have a phone with you. Uh, And so it's awfully hard to not be, like, semi-alert like mm-hmm. you know because like at any moment that phone could ring um same with like you know depending on what your your job is if you could be on call I mean like you know some people don't even think about like you know CE or some of those guys that like or guys and girls like you know snow snow's coming and like there's a lot of people that are gonna be operating plow trucks and all that stuff and their their whole life is on the mercy of like is there a snowstorm coming and like you know trying to plan family like that so but like uh you know for me it's for me it's about um, like literally trying to like Tell my brain, like, hey, okay, just focus on you have family and focus on, like, you know, them and their lives. And uh, for me, the best way to do that is, like, I, I really try to drive that conversation at home. Drive, yeah. like, you know, the second I get home and, like, you know, if the kids are already home or my wife's already home, starting, like, those probing questions into them, like, you know, and that, mm-hmm. that like, can draw my focus away from, like, whatever might have still been lingering on my head. Yeah. You know, it's like, how was your day at, like, you know, mm-hmm. school? How was your day at work, um, you know? You know what was your favorite part and like you know it like, it not only does that foster you um you know being able to let go yourself, it all, it's also gonna foster that like now you're involved like you know in their lives and they oh, sure. they recognize you're there, because uh, I can only imagine like when I was really like crazy overactive mind like probably like six seven years ago, I, I mean like there wasn't probably more than like a couple hours like a week that I wasn't somewhere else in my head like you know I yeah. was I was always, um you know thinking about something work-wise or thinking about something process-wise um, and not not really enjoying, like, my home and, r- and my family and all that.
0: Yeah, yeah you know, um, I made the joke recently that I always have, like, multiple browsers open in my head. Yeah. Um, But I mentioned your your daughter because, you know, this is what I've heard from other parents is that kids, and, you know, you had mentioned a little bit on, like, when you feel like, your mind became more overactive and you connect it with service. And I cannot disagree with you with that. But, um, a lot of parents have said their kids are, you know, they're more mindful of being in the moment and being present and really taking in an experience. And I wonder, you know, sometimes this is me going, you know, a little overactive mind, but I wonder at what point in our lives did that change or when that switch, you know, happened. And, um, I just had to ask because I'm not a parent myself and Mm -hmm. I know a lot of our audience, their parents, like if they can recognize that in their children or how they are able to like kind of steer them in a path of kind of guiding them to be mindful or continuing with their mindfulness and not being full with their overactive mind.
1: Yeah, I mean like uh, with with my daughter, like, you know, we're involved in the school too. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, and like so that like. Well, trying to like have the same language, like mm. when we talk to the school and when we talk to our daughter, um, like, yeah. you know, and, and I think that just, it really comes down to like, if you're, if you're looking to do that, like, uh, you know, just being involved, you know, uh, being involved and, in, you know, uh, especially if you're so if it, it, in this situation, like if you're concerned, like as a parent that like some of those traits, you're seeing them in your children, like, you know, that, that's really the best thing. Cause like, you know, kids are sponges and like habits are formed at those younger All ages. Right. So like that's like the the best time to like if you're <laughs> seeing some of those traits too. Mm-hmm. And uh you know um it, it, it's difficult because like I mean like to to really like get a scope on, you know, mm-hmm. are you that overactive person translating that onto your family or translating that onto right. uh you know um you know uh, your children. Um yeah, I mean like I, I, for, for me it's like you know uh, I'm doing multiple things at the same time. So even when I had the active mind, I was mm-hmm. like Paying attention to what they were doing, it, it was just um, kind of like how we're talking right now. I would mm-hmm. be thinking about ten other things while I'm trying to have that conversation. So it's you know, yeah. <laughs> so I like you know, I was keeping an eye on it back then. Um, in it, but at the time, I wasn't recognizing overactive mind or you know, I was just in it. Like you know, that was my life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, I really want to thank you for taking the time today and coming in to, to speak on, you know. Overactive mind and mindfulness, I think that our, uh, our wing could benefit from having these conversations amongst each other and just listening to how we're speaking about it. Hopefully, we'll encourage others to come out and speak about it. And um, if anyone needs help, obviously, um, Ms. Jill Garvin is always available to them, our first sergeants, you know, first-line supervisors, myself.
1: I'm open, yeah.
0: I, I was going to say, I'm sure yeah. you are too. Um, so thank you for contributing to the unity within the 102nd community. Um, I look forward to having you on again sometime in the future. And for those of you listening and wish to contribute to an episode of the Warrior Airman podcast, please reach out to me via Outlook email or my personal email at mandy.givens at yahoo.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Take care.